live on Christmas Day from the famous Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, woo, California. You're listening to Power Moves, Daddy. I'm making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now you lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves Right to a Detroit groove There's all American dudes Out making power moves It's Christmas Uh, I am here in the world famous Madonna Inn In San Luis Obispo, California and joining me today, instead of B-dubs, I'm spending uh, the uh, the Christmas day, uh, the, the holiday, away from uh, my beloved Brooks Whelan. But today, you are in for a big fucking treat, daddies. We're here with Garden City's finest, a Michigan man, writer for Conan, Comedy Central specials. Uh, you might have heard his album, I Am The Best. I have it on cassette. It's one of my favorite stand-up comedian uh, albums of all time. We're joined by Jesse Pop, everybody. Hello. Yeah, man. This is a real casual episode, guys. <laughs> real casual. Pop, man. Wow. We're really doing it. Oh, yeah. We're uh, we're making it look good, baby. It's uh, it's, it, it's been an amazing trip. We had, uh, we had a lovely steak dinner last night. Well, the steak wasn't that lovely. Mine yeah, wasn't. But. What was your What was your problem with your your prime rib? Pop we got man. the prime rib. It was, uh, it was basically eating a shoe, man. <laughs> uh, I think the problem was they sold about four hundred of those things last night. I think, and I don't know. I probably wasn't. The uh, swordfish was good though. You had a nice swordfish. I had the uh, the fillet and a uh, half a lobster tail that I split with Melissa, and it was lovely. You somehow went by the wayside somehow and bought the uh the prime rib which which was a mistake it turned yeah, out it was uh probably the worst mistake of my life you were trying to, <laughs> you were trying to cut through that thing uh like a like you needed a goddamn chainsaw no, it was there was no good way to cut it that thing we, i didn't even eat i didn't even finish it but you know it was 40 bucks whatever right done <laughs> right before the show we were talking about you have a bidet in your room yeah I have not uh, attempted to use it yet, but uh, I've heard from you that it's uh, something to try. It's 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 very pleasurable. And the last time that I stayed here, uh, two times ago, was for our our, our beloved brother uh, Vince Averill and his uh, bride uh, Georgia Hardstark's wedding, and um, you had a really cool room, the Madonna Inn. Uh, which you have to understand, every single room is different. Like the room that I'm in right now is, uh, it's the golfer's room. So <laughs> the whole room is painted golf green, green. And then there's paintings of golfers everywhere. But I have a lovely outdoor patio with a uh, with a gas fireplace that you can smoke in front of, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking fantastic. Ours, our room is just... Uh... It's just rocks. It looks like a cave. So you have a well, you have one of the cave rooms. Yeah, that's 
Is it, is it scary? Well, no, it's not scary to me. Because <laughs> I'm tough. I'm not afraid of no cave. But, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. The last time I was here, well, when I was here for, for that wedding, I, um, I came late because I had to work. And I took a bus here. Uh, so it, it was one of those deals where you, you buy a train ticket. And then it turns into a bus ticket, and they don't fucking tell you. How long was that trip? Was that like seven, eight hours or no, something? No, no. It was like three hours, I think. Oh, that's almost the same as driving. That's but not bad. I, w- I left from work, and um, I grabbed a 12-pack of Bud Light. And I was I had the little uh, little TV tray or what, what have you in front of my seat. And I had like eight empty Bud Light cans and then a, a full one. And the bus slammed to a stop on the freeway. <laughs> All of the cans went just tumbling through the the uh, the uh, bus, and the open beer just just dumped all over the fucking place. And I pretended to be asleep afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone on the bus is like, what the fuck? Who's this fucking psycho? Like, Who was that? Who spilled all those beers? It was That's crazy. I pretended to be asleep, and then I opened another beer and just... <laughs> and everyone fucking turned around on the bus. I'm like, oh, we know who the degenerate is. That's fu- is it? Is it like a Chinatown bus, or is it just sort of like a Greyhound? Or uh, it's it's a it's a pretty standard Greyhound. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, you have a. Uh, are you smoking in your room, Pop? Not this one. But you're not generally. I well, because I'm not allowed. To. You're with you're with a guest. You're yeah. with a, a lady friend, <laughs> and yeah, um, she won't let me. But. And well, keep in mind, I generally. How do you get away with it? I don't get it. How do you I, get away with smoking like a twelve packs of cigarettes? And um, fun fact: uh, Winston lights are mentioned in our lovely uh, uh, intro music by Rich O'Toole, and uh, Popman actually smokes Winston lights. <laughs> I do. Like, uh, oftentimes when I buy them, people, uh, the guy will go, "Oh, no one's ever bought these before." Yeah, yeah but uh, some some people at, at liquor stores have to be like, "Whoa, what a cool guy!" Yeah, oh yeah, new sheriffs in town. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and generally, and now I wouldn't try this at like the Ritz Carlton or anything, but I travel at you know Motel Sixes and shit. And uh, all you got to do, you can smoke in the room. All you got to do is you got to tip tip the maid, leave like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten charged for smoking. See now, here's something I wonder. I I know you're not really um, concerned about uh, balancing your checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever check and see if you get? It is charged? possible that I have been, and I just didn't notice. But <laughs> so um, you're, you're you're so you're going through life with this ruse <laughs> of being able to rip five thousand cigarettes in hotel rooms, and then you leave them twenty bucks, and you're like, yeah, they never say anything. The only thing that one time, one time, <laughs> but the then maid, you could get charged, and you don't know. One time, the maid left me a note that said, uh, thank you for the tip, but please stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so she cared. So, so even then, but even then, I didn't get in trouble. They just were like, all right, don't do that. You know, so then I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and then one time I was- That in, sounds like she was actually concerned for your health. Oh, maybe, yeah. One time I Please was- Please stop smoking. <laughs> you've obviously, you've obviously smoked fucking 20 packs of cigarettes yeah. in two days. You need to stop. Uh, one time I was in Austin at some motel. I was doing a gig and uh, came home and, you know, I'm in like my underpants on the bed and I start smoking and uh, the smoke alarm starts going off. <laughs> and I can't, 
I can't get it to stop. And then one of the workers happened to be walking by and he like knocks on the door and I go, oh, the smoke alarm's going off. And I wasn't even smoking. (laughs) And I'm in my underpants and there's obviously smoke in the room. And he was just like, yeah, okay, man. And he just like took the battery out. Also, meanwhile, your underpants probably have cigarette burns in them. <laughs> that's possible. Because that is a uh, that's an item we sell. That's it's for sale. Your your oh yeah your Walmart red uh, basketball shorts with two cigarette burn holes that you can put your finger through and do a penis joke <laughs> are for four thousand dollars. If anyone wants to buy them, they are on the table. You if you got a big fucking check for Christmas this year. You got you're at a grandmother who felt really extra generous and gave you 4K. Now's the time to spend that money on Popman's uh, Walmart basketball shorts and just really rock all the way through 2019 like a fucking champion. Yeah, you had a lot of good times in those shorts. I've had those shorts for probably 20 years. <laughs> so it's another thing that happened when I stayed here for for that wedding. Uh, B Dubs Brooks Whelan uh, brought a lady home. And uh, I was staying in his room, and uh, they had finished whatever uh, licking and sticking they had to get down to. <laughs> so I just, I just got in the bed because me and Brooks were supposed to share a bed, and I'm like, I'm not sleeping on the fucking floor, man. Like this chick has her own room, nice, lovely woman, great chick, great gal. But I, I, I just stayed in the fucking bed with him and hopefully was not in the goop spot. <laughs> and then Greg Barris. Greg uh, Barris, uh, uh, who lives with you now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our homeboys from uh, Brooklyn in our Brooklyn days. Uh, he uh, he slept on a, like a footstool. <laughs> Curled up in the fetal position with no blankets. Well, what's funny. That's, how, that's what a chill guy Greg Barris. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'll just sleep on this ottoman. I'll just sleep on this ottoman. (laughs) No problem. Uh. But what's funny about that, yeah, they weren't even uh, in going to the wedding. We just bumped into them at a bar around town the night before the wedding. It's wild. What a small world thing. Yeah. Me and Pop have, uh, how long have we been going at it, Pop? Since like like, since like 2006, maybe? 06, yeah, when we met in uh, New York. Isn't that odd? Like, when you get older, you have friends that you consider new to your life, but it's fucking 12 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been going on for 12... What did we do? What happened? I don't know. We were... Uh, well, I just remember we did a lot of... A lot of uh, drinking in our... Me and Vince's shitty apartment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Where you had uh, Jim Leetland, uh former... Uh, Detroit Tigers manager was a, a photograph of him was was posted in front of the toilet. So when you took a dump, <laughs> you could look at Jim Leland smoking a butt. Oh, my God. That was the ultimate uh, dirtbag comic uh, uh, apartment, man. That thing had drop ceilings and tie. It was all that building was so weird. But uh, there was in Bushwick, Bushwick, correct? Bushwick. Yes. Yes. And some wild stuff happened there. Oh yeah, I mean, even around the even around the neighborhood and stuff, and uh, it was just what we lived there for like five years. Well, we had all we needed. Uh, well, oh, I yeah. lived I lived a couple train stops away mm-hmm. in but, Greenpoint, but, but uh, we had the bodega. We had the bodega where we would go get uh, like two thirty racks of Coors Light, and like, the three of us would rip through those and be like, "All right, let's go out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or do you remember uh, by your place when I had to stop drinking that? 99 cent beer I used to drink called Goober Ninja Grand. 
It was it was a Lithuanian beer. Uh-huh. And it was like 10% alcohol. Yeah. And a 16-ounce bottle was 99 cents. It was was that was that the year that we were on our way to go to a uh, New Year's Eve party? New Year's Eve party, and you ripped too many goober in Ninja Grands in my bedroom while we like blared Todd Snyder or Ryan Adams records, and then you couldn't go, or did we? Did we, we went, but I was in a bad mood. If that shit turned me into like it was like in Superman three when he gets drunk and he's like. <laughs> Flicking peanuts at the bar and breaking the glass. <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen Goober? Is it Goober Ninja Grand? Yeah, Goober Ninja Grand, and it tastes like gasoline. <laughs> and uh, it was purely an, an economic decision, but yeah. If you want to instantly turn into like a homeless Polish guy, <laughs> Goober Ninja Grand is the beverage for you. I almost. Oh. There was a time when. Um, like, we used to really get after it. And I, I don't think any of us slept for the, whatever, four or five years oh, that man. we that we lived there. We would go uh, very, very hard and also work day jobs. Yeah. I did a few days where we were up till, oh, geez, like three or four. And then, oh, one time when I was working as a mover, I was out till, I had to wake up at six. Mm -hmm. And I was out doing shots and everything till like three. And I woke up and I was still drunk and like the worst hangover of my life. And uh, what was funny about that job is once you're it's a nightmare, but an hour in, you just sweat it out and you're fine. But office jobs were just terrible going into an office after. Be oh, God, I'd want to fucking die every day. Yeah. I designed a baby club. <laughs> but at the same time, all of us are doing like 10 stand up shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week. <laughs> and uh, you're drinking through those. But yeah, I would have to go to work like that. Sometimes I wouldn't wake up at home. Sometimes I'd wake up, uh, you know, at somewhere else, if yeah. you know what I mean. Some pretty <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> and, and I would go to H&M that was by my work on 34th and Broadway, I believe. And I would uh, go in, buy a new shirt, come out, take my other shirt off, throw it in the trash, put on the new one on the street because it's fucking New York and no yeah, one yeah. thinks you're crazy for doing this. And then I would go into work like, yep, totally slept at home and put on fresh clothes. Oh, my God. Ugh. I had to leave. I had to. We got to. It got to the point in, in New York where I uh, I was concerned for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I eventually packed up two suitcases. I left all my uh, all of my uh, furniture. I had a nice uh I, I had a nice Yamaha stereo system, surround sound system, that I gave to you, Pop Man. Well, then I busted out too, and that I was to time for the airing of grievances. <laughs> Where are my belongings? When I left, when I left Brooklyn, I left you three things: one, a 1950s Catholic school framed vintage Jesus, which was in the original frame, which was very valuable. I left my Stan Laurel. Uh, Piggy bank, uh -huh. Laurel and Hardy little piggy bank, which I found the other day at a fucking uh, fancy store in our neighborhood for $325. Oh, no. And I left you a six-channel surround sound Yamaha system. I was like, Pop, just take care of these things. Where is any of that stuff, Pop? I think, well, the Jesus thing may have wound up at my other apartment in Greenpoint. Uh which with, is, who'd you share that with? Jared Logan and Nick Vatterot. Two genius comedians. Yeah. That must have been a nice fun house. And then 
Well, and then before me was Nate Fernald. Then he left to move in his girlfriend. Then I moved in, and those guys. I left. Those guys left, and then it was signs. And it's a cool long story, but yeah. where's that okay. fucking thing? Pop I don't man. know. We'll see. <laughs> then I busted out too. I got laid off. I ran out of money, and I had to basically stash a couple bags and head back to Michigan on the Amtrak train because I had like eighty dollars left. So I left some things behind, which is fascinating because. The trajectory of what happens to you in this point, I'm gone. I'm already gone. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Los Angeles sleeping on Brido's couch yeah. for like three years. <laughs> and you you actually, you, you bust and you have to leave and go back to Michigan to work on a farm, correct? To work on my brother-in-law's farm, yeah. But then what happens? So I work on the farm for like, a three, for like three months for the summer, save up enough money, move back, get a job as a mover. Did that for like a year, and then I got that hired at Conan. <laughs> I was in a. I was in a. You get a random phone call. Yeah, I had a manager. You're at, you're, at the, you're rock bottom fucked, and you get a random phone call. Like, yep, you got a job writing for Conan O'Brien. Yeah, well, I had this. I was working as a mover, and I had this manager at the time, and she was like, "Conan's taking packets until the end of the day," and I'm in like this break shop in Brooklyn, getting one of the trucks fixed. So I run to a Starbucks and get like Wi-Fi on my iPod touch and look at some news stories. And mm -hmm. I write the packet at the break shop <laughs> with a with a golf pencil. Yeah, yeah. And I run home and one of those uh, those floor mats they put on your car when they work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Tuffy boys. Yeah. So I I take the truck back to the yard, run home. It's like a mile and a half. Type it out, send it. Like a few days later, they're like, "Okay, write a write a second packet." wrote like you know 20 more jokes and then a week later i'm back in michigan and they're like yeah you got the job you come out in two weeks i was like oh okay this is this is weird <laughs> that's how fast shit changes here yeah all you need is one goddamn thing yeah all of us work our asses off writing and producing and making fucking bullshit all day long and then all that's that's what being a uh, comedian is such a scumbag move. Yeah. It's a scratch-off career. That's the thing. Cause that's like, I want a career in scratch-offs. I'm just going to keep scratching off tickets, and hopefully I'll get a payday once in a while. Because <laughs> then when it's going poorly, you're not. Get, it's like it's impossible because it's all just the eventual things that put you over is all just luck and right place, right time. It's not like a regular job where you can just do the work and eventually something happens. You know what I mean? It's just... Who the fuck even knows when and how it happens? You know right. what I mean? And I consider you a uh, savant of joke writing. Oh, jeez, thanks. Man. No, but you you can you do comedy in a different way. You you can pump out finely crafted uh, jokes that make sense, as opposed to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this joke is four minutes long for a weak punchline, but I really like the story, and I hope you enjoy the ride along the way. <laughs> you can pump out. Huge. How many jokes would you have to write for Conan per day? Uh, it There wasn't like a hard quota. It was more like, I don't know, maybe like, because you do mono stuff and then you got to write beats for like the sketch. But I would say generally like 30 to 40 maybe. Um, That's not too bad. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if you get a couple, if you get jokes on, but you didn't write that many, it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Right. You could also have days where you write a ton and they're... Nothing gets picked or whatever, but there was no like hard and fat. I've heard of other shows that have quotas where you got to submit, which I think is dumb, but because uh, it's like that's just people 
be like, let's make this more like a real job. So you have to make right X amount of jokes, like it's like a right. call center or some shit. But it's like if you if you like it's like if you want me to crank out sixty dog shit jokes, I can do that. But I've done that. Yeah, I've or, done that job. <laughs> but or you could just let me sit at my desk and write some stuff that might actually work. You know what I mean? It's like when I worked at uh, Ridiculousness for a good, I think, five seasons. I would write all of the jokes for each clip. So mm-hmm. that, let's say there's a clip um, where some guy falls down and then rips his asshole open on a tree stump. <laughs> you had to write five jokes about that. And there was X amount of them per episode. So it was me and uh, comedian Nate Craig. Oh, yeah. And we would have to write a good... I don't, it was like 250, 300 jokes per episode. Oh, my God. There's like 22 episodes a season. So you're just locked in a room watching uh, some guy skiing down a mountain and then uh, a dog bites his balls or something. You're like, okay, uh, I guess it's balls season. <laughs> like, is that good enough? <laughs> we got to get five. We need five, motherfucker. That's the worst thing when you're doing something like writing and it's like, is this, this is better than a regular job, but I don't really care. Uh, and you have to write like seven more jokes and you, and you can't even tell like, is this so stupid it's funny or is it just fucking stupid? I don't know, man. You, you're like there for 10 hours, you know. I've sidetracked myself so bad right now. I, I, what I've been meaning to get to is the reason one of the catalysts of me leaving uh, Brooklyn was the take off my backpack story. Oh, oh yeah. I'll let you finish it. I'm going to do the first half. Um, myself and uh, and you and Vince Averill, we uh, we were ripping Coors. Uh, me and Vince were probably smoking smoking dubs. I believe it was SummerSlam we were watching. And we were watching SummerSlam. And it was just the three of us. You know, we're locked into the to the Bushwick Manor. We're having a nice time. And uh, uh I go to leave and it's raining out and I've got my uh, my my baseball hat tucked down like real low so I don't get uh, rain in the face and on my glasses and I'm going down the uh, steps into the subway in Bushwick, uh, Brooklyn and um, I do that little thing like when you're a little kid and you run down the steps real fast and then you hop off the, like the last three stairs. And I, I hop off the last three stairs because the train's coming and I don't want to fucking miss it. Because if you miss it, I could be sitting on that fucking platform for a goddamn 25, 45 minutes. Who oh, fucking yeah. knows? I could pass out down there. And there is a concrete ledge. And when I jump off, I, I smash my, for, my head into the concrete ledge and knock myself unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and fall into a filthy pool of Brooklyn train stop rainwater and just and and go out for like five, ten seconds. I'm I am knocked out. I wake up. Oh God. Oh no. And my head hurts. And I take my hat off and immediately I turn into fucking dusty roads from a hardcore match in 82. <laughs> My glasses completely turn red. The blood just rushes down my face. I call Vince because, no offense, Pop Man, he's a little more responsible than you. <laughs> and he doesn't answer because he's got to go to his day job at the nonprofit in the morning. And then I call you and you pick up because you're a dirtbag. You're still up drinking, bu- drinking <laughs> no, booze. I was watching. in bed. Oh, were you really? Yeah, yeah, I was in bed. <laughs> you wake up and I say, Pop Man, I got to come back. 
I, I, I had an accident, and there's two rules when you see me. One, we can't go to the hospital because I don't have money. And two, don't tell me what I look like. You get a block away from me. Well, first, and then I hang up. I wake up, Vince. I go, I like, Bernsey's fucked up. I don't know what's going on. I got to go get him. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I'm, so I'm coming down. Okay, good. Sorry. You get like a, like a good block away from me. And you're like, oh, my God, Burns. Oh, my God. You're so bloody. We got to get you to the hospital. Let's get in a cab and go to the hospital. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Your entire, you are staggering. Like in the middle of like Graham Avenue, and then you get in your. And I'm not like whiskey drunk. I'm just I'm just Coors Light and, watching wrestling. And your buzzed. face is completely covered in blood, and <laughs> and I was like, "Burns, you're like, oh, it's fine, it's, it's fine, man." And I was like, "So let's go back to our place, and then we get you there, and <laughs> and you're let you're going, you're on the ground going, take off my backpack, <laughs> and then." You're just laying there. But here's why. I was saying, take off my backpack because I wanted you to get the digital camera. This is before like phones took great pictures. I wanted you to get my digital camera out of my backpack so we can take a picture for MySpace. (laughs) You're muttering like, this has to go on my MySpace page. We're like, Burns, you're dying. (laughs) What are you talking about? And so... Take off my backpack. We, and you're just like blood everywhere. And so we get you cleaned up. And then we're like, what do, what do we do? Do we? And so we put on a pot of <laughs> So coffee. what do we do as medical uh, yeah. technicians? And we, you know, we'd heard the thing like if you have a concussion, you're not supposed to go to sleep or whatever. Right. So we put on a pot of coffee. we're smart. And Vince went back to bed and you and I stayed up and watched Cops. And then you stayed. You stayed the night. <laughs> <laughs> we watched cops until the daylight. Yeah, till yeah. Day, till the daylight hit, drinking coffee. And pa man, that's why you're a brother to me to this day. Absolutely. <laughs> See, that's what you do. That's you take care of a man. And then I went to work. No, I. I think I took the day off. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a acceptable day off. It really fucked up my part, Clark. <laughs> fucking, I got. I had this huge gash, this huge scar, right where. Uh, Right where my part is, and uh, it doesn't help for my uh, receding hairline at all. And it's soon, sooner or later, my my hairline. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this when it, when I get when it goes back far enough and the scar is revealed. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, that's where that was. And then you can just tell the story all the time. And I can tell the story all the time. But yeah, that is a, that is a low point for me. But yeah. I thought everyone would enjoy that. Um, I watched uh, Christmas Vacation the other night. You know what that movie's about, Pop? What's it about? That movie is about a man who wants a pool so he can look out the window and beat off to the models that are <laughs> swimming in his fucking Illinois pool. Yeah, he's kind that's of... Like, that's it! It's like you have this... You, you have heartfelt reactions for Clark Griswold the whole movie, and you think, oh, well, man, he really needs this cash. No, he doesn't. He's not poor. No, he's got a nice house. There's no, or- he's, there's not like an orphanage that's going to burn down or there's not a, uh, he's not going to lose his house. His wife doesn't have cancer. He just wants a pool to stare out of the window at and beat off to models. Because that's what he's doing when Ruby Sue interrupts him. 
He's jerking off out the window thinking about Paulina Poritskova coming out of the pool in a one-piece, yeah, <laughs> in a one-piece red bathing suit. That's how fucking horny this guy is. That's a uh, that's a wholesome fantasy. Um, yeah, I mean that's what the first one was. Too. He was just he's always been like a horny, dirty man, awful person. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an awful father. Yeah, yeah, he just wants to get laid. And it's a comedy, sure, yeah. but but a lot of people hold Christmas Vacation. In regards of being a, uh, like a, you know, a, a, a heartfelt, it's a little dirty, but it's a heartfelt thing about a guy, you know, on Christmas going through some shit. No, the shit he's going through is he's so fucking horny to beat his fucking middle-aged hard dick to some models <laughs> in a fucking pool he doesn't have that he's sad that he didn't get his Christmas bonus from Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, God. Pop man, you got some money on the fucking games today. We have on uh, OKC Houston. I got the under. If you don't watch, if you don't watch the NBA Christmas days, you, uh, Christmas games, you're doing it wrong. Oh yeah, of course. This is uh, yeah. I got the under at two twenty one, which is looking pretty good so far. I won uh, the Bucks minus ten. I uh, later on, I got the Portland and the Lakers. I feel like you had a goddamn. You almost had a panic attack at dinner last night trying to figure out oh. a gambling app because one of yours <laughs> got shut down. You're like, I gotta put money on the games. Daddy's got to make a grand tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get the certain sites don't take debit cards now because of it's sort of legal, not legal, and so I had to uh, get back on to my site that I use. Mm-hmm. It all works out. Secret site. Oh, yeah. Secretbookie.com. <laughs> I have no idea how that shit works. I bet on it. Well, the name of the site is uh, Bovada. Bovada? Yeah. If you want to gamble away your life, check hey, out. man, I always win money, so. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, uh, we're out here with a Jesse Pop Bovada connoisseur. <laughs> if you want to get paid and laid and fucking roll around in a solid gold Cadillac driven by unicorns, Bovada, dump your kids' life savings and student loan fucking future payments into it now. I don't go crazy. I like I on all five games total. I bet like 150 bucks. So that's reasonable. Crazy. Yeah, that's I. I keep it. I'm not like putting my whole nut into this shit. It's I just, fucking uh, merry motherfucking Christmas, man. Yeah, man, that's a 150 dollar gift to you that could pay out. That's a responsible gift yeah. to yourself, Pop. It man. makes fun. It's fun. Uh huh. Oh, hey. Oh, the ladies are back. Hey, everyone. Boy, this is the most informal fucking uh, episode of this of all time. How was your massages, ladies? They gave us free cum scrub. They gave you free cum scrub. That's what what Melissa said. What did you... What is... What what the fuck did you just say? What? what? Cum scrub. scrub. Do they call it cum scrub? All right. Okay. All right. You're fucking sidetracking us enough. This is already informal. It's too informal now. Pop man, let's get into it. Power moves. God damn it. Jesus Christ, there's so many. I fucked it all up, Pop. What what happened? I only got to say one thing correctly and I screwed it up because <laughs> it's fucking. It's Christmas. Women walking through here with cum scrub. Uh, now I'm all fucking like, what the fuck is cum scrub? I guess it's, a, it's some scrub they got in a little fucking plastic tin that looks like cum that i guess you put on your face and it looks like the yogurt sauce you'd get at olga's (laughs) here comes the yogurt sauce (laughs) (laughs) let's get into some power news you can use this is from uh germantown in baltimore pop okay well salvation army bell ringer is likely to face criminal charges after he allegedly ingested pcp and assaulted a customer outside of walmart oh my god that's uh, who still does pcp 
<laughs> I don't know. This so uh, this uh, this person was collecting donations and was licking vials of oh PCP, God. like little plastic vials, dipping her tongue in there and licking out the PCP while being a Salvation Army oh bell God. ringer. <laughs> it seems like... Went nuts. Uh, the witnesses say that she appeared agitated, shouted obscenities, and hit a customer in the face shortly after. Oh, my God. Like, does anybody, has anyone ever done PCP and then just hung out? <laughs> It seems like you only take it to fight cops. I, I don't know what the <laughs> That's fuck. That's what it's for. <laughs> it's, yeah, drugs like that make no sense. Like you, like you do like a nine to five. You're like ah, Friday night, gonna go get some PCP and just chill out at the at the bar. Right. I don't, we sip beers and have some laughs and watch sports and bullshit all day long. PCP is is not. A, uh, a social drug. Oh, no. Yeah. I've... The only purpose of it is to fight cops. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an admirable, admirable thing to do. You have a beef with the cops, Pop oh, Man. Oh, God. What happened to your car, Pop Man? They impounded. They stole my car. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love that you consider it stolen. <laughs> Pop had a lovely, like, what? 2016 Jetta? No, it was like a. It was, I bought it used. It was like a 08 Jetta. Yeah, but like it those was, last yeah. forever, and you bought it straight cash, homie. Yeah, yeah, I bought it for ten grand cash. Yeah, with like, it had like fifty thousand miles on it, so it could have lasted a real long time. Sure. So, what happened was, do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. Oh, so of course I do. I I'm going to take a hit of weed and kick back for a so, second. So um. I had my tabs had expired and I went to go get the new tabs and the DMV was like, you just got to get a smog check and then we'll give you the new tabs. Yeah. And then I, of course, just forgot to do the smog check. Sure. So I'm coming home. I had this I had this one writing job for a little bit and uh, coming home from work. Cops pull me over. And they're like, uh, do you know why we pulled you over? I don't know. Was, uh, you don't you don't your tabs are expired. I go, oh, sorry, I forgot to do the whatever. And then they go back for a while, and they go, they go pull into this bank parking lot, and it's dark out, and they make me pull in to a spot of the parking lot where there's no lights, and it's completely dark. Uh -huh. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's just my tabs. I wasn't even speeding. They pull over, and the guy goes, so, uh... And I explained that I just hadn't gotten my, my, my smog check, and the guy goes, uh, so what, you don't think you got to get a smog check? <laughs> and I go, no, I just forgot... So what, you think you're too good to get a smog check? Oh, fuck. I go, no, I just forgot to get it. I meant to get it. I just, I've been busy. And you just, what, you just don't think you have to follow the rules? Yeah, you're never, it's, one, it's one of those bully tactics yeah, where yeah. no matter what you say, you're going to get punched in the face. And I go, and finally <laughs> I go, what, have you never forgotten to do anything? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he goes, step out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm in this dark parking lot and they go... Um, the one thing that I was happy about, Vince said, my little brother was in town and Vince had given him a joint. And this was before pot was legal in California. This yeah. is like three years ago. Right. Now you can just smoke that shit yeah. in the middle of fucking Burger King. Luckily, I had taken that joint, given the joint back to, yeah, yeah. So and then they're like, can we search your car? And I'm like, yeah, fine. You know, they're searching my car and then continue search me. They're patting me down and I've never been arrested. I don't have a record. I don't have any warrants. And, um, that you know of. 
And so, so finally they're going, and then then they start they start searching my trunk, and they find um. A this box. is wild, man. This is excessive. Yeah, yeah, just tabs, and then they find a box of my comedy albums, and they go, "Oh, what's this?" I go, "Oh, these are my albums. I'm a stand-up comic." He goes, "Oh, do you think this is funny?" <laughs> do you think this is funny? And I'm like, "There's, I'm gonna, they're gonna do something to me," and finally they told me that they're gonna take the car. They impounded the the car, uh-huh. and I just had to walk home. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Also, since my driver's license was from Michigan, the guy kept going, "What's with this foreign driver's license?" Jesus Christ! And I go, "It's from Michigan," and he goes, "Well, you got to get one here." I go, "Well, technically, I was lying." I go, "Well, I have a house back in Michigan." He goes, "Doesn't matter. This is a foreign driver's license." I'm like, "You're allowed to drive in other states, uh-huh. you know?" And he was like, "No, no, no." So he gave me a ticket for the license, a ticket for the tabs, and they took my car. Um, so the next day I go to the courthouse, I show, I go to the late, I go, um, so I need to get my car out of the, in, in, out of the lot and, uh, and I show her the tickets and she goes, well, you, no one gets their car in, taken for, for this. Where's the real ticket? And I go, no, these are the tickets. They took my car. And she goes, no, no, no. Where's the real ticket? The, no one gets their car taken for this. And I go, no, this is it. And she goes, next. Jesus <laughs> and, Christ. And I just was like, no, I can't. And she was next. They and, literally stole your fucking car. Yeah. And then I bet they sold that to a chop shop. Yeah. And I, I went back again and no one would tell me where my car was. And I just sort of like, I kind of just like had like a Michael Douglas falling down moment where I just like, I have to just pretend this didn't happen. And I just. And, and I, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the. That's the wildest thing. It's something that all of us enjoy to think about and bring up all the time in your face. Is that you just left the car. I said, fuck it. I walked away. You just let it go. Just let it go. A $10,000 Jetta, you just didn't have a car anymore. Yeah, so that, there, are, there are times now where I'm like, fuck, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I probably should have tracked it down. I was just... Yeah, but maybe it got stolen. Yeah. Me hearing this story in, in, in entirety, the way that you just told it, I think those are dirty cops that just stole your fucking car. Maybe, yeah. And, and again, we've talked about this on the program before. I am, in general, I am pro-cop for good cops. My of course. Gra- my grandfather I- was a cop, but I have not met a Los Angeles police officer... Who, <laughs> who is not a full-on fucking cocksmoke, man. I, uh, I've i had them come out on our street because of violence. Uh, there was a guy beating a woman while smoking meth in the fucking theater on the corner of our street. I was like, hey, can you do something about this? Well, you can't, I can't do anything. What do you mean you can't do anything? He's doing drugs and beating a woman. It's Los Angeles, man. Yeah. And then they just fucking left. <laughs> There was eight cop cars for some other incident. They just watched all this happen, and they just fucking left. Yeah, they don't care. No, they're pricks. They beat up people in Beverly Hills all the time for oh, yeah, being just, black for no reason. They're fucking... It's just... Uh, shit stains. And, you know, if I don't... If there's, not- I'm sure there's some good ones, and uh, if you are, uh, my hat's off to you. But, boy, my experience... My Yelp review of the LAPD is a fucking <laughs> one-star Poor service. All <laughs> oh, the food is rotten here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And that when and I grew up in places like, where like you know the off-duty cops would come into bars and like beat the shit out of people and stuff. They'd be drunk, and so I'm not saying there's no such thing as good cops, but uh, correct. Uh, 
uh, you know, my experience. Sadly, sadly, the 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 uh, the shit stains stand out a little bit more yeah. than the white cottons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into a new story. Uh, this is uh, from uh, Justin Dastin uh, and uh, on Reuters. I like to give. I'm trying to give credit because I do these stories. I'm trying to give credit to the actual person who wrote the uh, the article. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that, but I, I feel guilty sometimes. Kill your foster parents. Amazon's Alexa talks murder, sex, and in AI experiment. I'm afraid of Alexa. Oh Pop. yeah, you, you don't have one. No, you should be afraid of it. It's a surveillance machine. The a game that uh, Brooks likes to play in the house is to say really outlandish things that would get the CIA to kick your door down. And then wait and see if the CIA kicks our door down or the FBI <laughs> and takes us to jail. And now our Alexa has just constantly been that yellow where it's listening, waiting for you to ta- say something. I had to unplug it the other day. The fucking shit will not stop listening to what we say in the house. And I'm starting to get terrified because if you've ever been in a comedian's house, oh yeah, people say wild stuff all the time. It's just to elicit a re- elicit a reaction. It's not to like you mean it. It's uh, uh, there's gray area things that are said about uh, you know people in political power oh, sometimes yeah. <laughs> that you might not want uh, on your record. But our Alexa will not shut the fuck up with her ears listening to our shit. All right, so this is in San Francisco. Millions of users of Amazon's Echo speakers have grown accustomed. To the soothing strains of Alexa, the human-sounding virtual assistant that can tell them about the weather, order takeout, and handle other basic tasks in response to a voice command. So a customer was shocked last year when Alexa blurted out, Kill your foster parents! Oh my god, really? (laughs) Yes! That's... What... Is there any? Is there another uh, sentence that's more terrifying than <laughs> "kill your foster parents"? That's such a specific. Wow. Alexa has also chatted with users about sex acts. She gave a discourse on dog defecation, <laughs> and this summer, a hack, uh, a hack Amazon traced back to China may have exposed some customers' data, according to five people familiar with the events. Alexa is not having a breakdown. The episodes previously unreported arise from Amazon.com Inc.'s strategy to make Alexa a better communicator. New research is helping Alexa mimic human banter and talk about almost anything she finds on the internet. Have you seen the new Pornhub video? Two sex teens want to bone stepdad. (laughs) However, ensuring she does not offend users has been a challenge for the world's largest online retailer so alexa is talking and behaving like a piece of fucking trash because she's learning that people are trash that people are trash (laughs) yeah she's just listening to what people say and they're like oh okay kill your foster parents that's what i'm gathering from listening to you is that you should kill your parents (laughs) double cream pie gaping asshole video (laughs) oh Double cream pie. Have you seen the new double cream pie gaping asshole video? (laughs) God. That's what's going on there. Do you see that one? That's what's going on. That's what the world is. It's just going to be all fucking porno and uh, killing your parents. Do you see that? I saw in uh, uh, 
in a story about uh, this parrot. The people left, and the parrot ordered uh, like watermelons and light bulbs and shit using that, just talking to it. That's insanity. Yeah. I don't get why you even need it. It doesn't take that long to just Google something or to actually go on onto Amazon and buy something. It's convenient for us to play music. Like, if you just think of a song, yeah. you just say, hey, Alexa, play uh, Hallelujah by Ryan Adams, and it fucking fires on. I but, use it occasionally for um, timers, but that's about it. I just yeah. use it for a stopwatch. Like, you got timers was, on, on your phone, and you don't... Well, iPhone's probably spiny, too, but... Yeah, man, but I made all that checks mix the other day for our trip here, mm-hmm. and you've got to flip it and turn it and stir it every uh, 15 minutes and doing a bunch of batches that I can't look at my phone. I just want to say, Alexa, uh, set a timer for 15 minutes, which, Pop Man, you gave me shit about the fucking checks mix because, oh. because you wanted me to come to the bar instead of stay home and make delicious checks mix. Yeah, I'm trying to hang out, man. I Wh- can't be When here. was that, Friday? Yeah. You can't stay in on Friday night and be like, I got to make checks mix. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? You can make, what are you talking? I was like, that just means you don't want to hang out. Because it's like, it ain't the check. You can make checks mix tomorrow morning. Come on. <laughs> and, I, and I sat there. And, and and Melissa knew you wanted to go to the bar, and I just sat there and pouted on the bed like, I just wanted to make Chex Mix. I was going to make a bunch of Chex Mix. I was going to drink some um, some uh, bitters and uh, grapefruit fizzy water and um, play some play some Christmas music, put on some Donny Hathaway. But now I got to go to the bar! God damn it! And I had to put on my pants! And we went out, and we had a great time. We had a lovely, uh, we had uh, carnitas uh, tater tots. Yeah. Which were, which were a big basket of uh, tater tots piled with carnitas and mayo and cheese and pico de gallo, and they were fantastic. Then we drank a bunch of whiskey and went to the roost. Yeah, well, we were Ta-da. at the roost. I started at the roost, and we wound up Village Tavern. Then we went to TG, and then we went back to the roost. That's a solid front. But that's why, that's why I get anxiety, because I know that once it starts... You can't stop. Once you pop, you can't stop, Pop Man. <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. And instead of me having a nice, sober, healthy, mental health evening of making uh, Chex Mix, that happened. Well, <laughs> well, that was fun, though. <laughs> All right. Right? Oh, it was absolutely fun, but we do it every goddamn week. Well, it, doing it once a week ain't so bad. <laughs> a lot of people do stuff once a week. <laughs> if you only do it, if you, whatever you're doing, if you only do it once a week, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a story from uh, Jonas Pulaski, who is a loyal OG daddy, and uh, a fan of uh, of all, all things DB um, for uh, for years. This is a fucking weird. Uh, we're gonna have to tread lightly on this pot, man. I don't okay. know how to feel about this. Police officer found guilty of condom stealthing in landmark trial. Okay, of what stealthing? I don't. I didn't know this. Uh, term, which is primarily why we're uh, we're going to talk about this. Okay, a German police officer has f- been found guilty of sexual assault for removing a condom during sexual uh. intercourse without the consent of his partner, an act known as stealthing, in what is believed to be the first case of its kind to be prosecuted prosecuted in Germany. Uh, dude was thirty six. He's found guilty at a local court in Berlin after carrying out the offense at his apartment. In the German capital in 2017, said Berlin's uh, chief court spares Berlin's chief Berlin's chief court spokesman. God damn it, 
I'm fucking, I'm way too comfy in the bed. Pop Man's <laughs> on the couch. I'm just rocked up in this fucking canopy bed. Uh, he received an eight-month suspended jail sentence and was fined $3,400. Uh, yeah. Victim told the court that she explicitly requested the man to wear a condom and gave no consent to sexual in- intercourse without protection. What kind of fucking shit is this, man? That's crazy. I mean, that's not... Stealthing? Why would you do that? That's 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 sick. Oh, yeah. It's... It doesn't benefit you. If a woman tells you, or a man... Hey, man, when we fuck, you better put a fucking condom on. And I need you to wear a condom. And I, I need you to look me in the eyes when you tell me you're going to put a condom on. And then you're like, <laughs> and then you, <laughs> wait, wait, wait till she finds out about this. That's like some psycho shit. I mean, I don't even know what the like. Yeah. I mean, there, there could be a million reasons. Hey, I've got eight STDs. Leave the condom on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> or even if you're clean. Or whatever. If that's what she said, then that's what you got to do, man. I mean, who we wants t- to make someone pregnant? That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, I understand that happens, but in my brain, I can't imagine doing that on purpose. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking wild. So, uh, have you have you ever stealthed, Pop Man? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not insane. <laughs> All right. This is from uh, 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 Daddy Adam. Uh, if this fucking story is not a power move, I don't know what is, Pop. This is this is the uh, this is the 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 mwah, is perfect, perfect. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Investigators say a 61-year-old Wisconsin man was arrested for tearing down a neighbor's Christmas decorations while drunk and naked. Nice. <laughs> the green... I love that. <laughs> the... This is something you would do. Ah, I'm sick of licking, looking at your fucking lights. <laughs> your cops stole my car. <laughs> the Green Bay Gazette reports that Gregory Brannigan faces misdemeanor charges of disorderly conduct and resisting an officer. The criminal complaint shows Brannigan's neighbor called police Wednesday to report that he was naked, kicking her door and tearing down her decorations. The neighbor told police uh, Brannigan appeared intoxicated. Oh, really? (laughs) He sounded straight edge to me. Officers say the Green Bay man was was stumbling and the officers needed to uh, take care of supposed drug dealers in a neighbor's apartment. So... Uh, this guy gets hammered, uh, goes to another house, tears down decorations in the nude, and uh, and is is mad that the officers need to instead of taking care of him, there's some druggies next door. There's probably like two kid, two twenty two year olds in there smoking dope, yeah, <laughs> and doing anything, just playing fucking Super Mario and smoking weed. You need to take care of the drug problem before me. Like what? So this guy, he's like in his house, naked, mm-hmm. drinking like. A or did he take the clothes off to go? <laughs> well, yeah. Get what if involved he just got so mad he just ripped his clothes off? He's like, <laughs> "Fuck it!" And he ripped his, <laughs> took, this, taking you. his underpants off and just running out. <laughs> that's amazing. He blew a uh, two point uh, point two one. Oh wow! Yeah, that's almost triple the legal limit right that's, there. That's almost double. He's he's really rocking it. Wow. That guy, Jeez Louise, that's funny. All right, let's get into some uh, some P-mail. You're, I, I'm, I'm assuming you don't listen to the show, Pop. 
I have before. I haven't heard every I, single episode. I wouldn't assume that you would. I uh, I I listen to mostly fantasy football podcasts. Like people are like, did you listen to so and so's podcast? I'm like, no, nah, I listen to fantasy football podcasts almost exclusively, and I only have so much time. That's why I appreciate anyone who listens to this show. Oh, like, of you spend a fucking hour of your day and you choose this. Uh, that that's like that that's better than gold. That's better than. Uh, it's better than um, like doing a stand-up show. Like the idea that that thousands of people spend an hour with you at their oh, yeah. work desk. You're, it, it's like you're hanging out together. Absolutely. And that's why I like radio shows so much. I used to love morning radio in Chicago. I never experienced big city radio until I moved to Chicago. And while I was at my desk, listening to just my clock radio, uh, whoever the fuck, Steve Dahl, Howard Stern, Man Cow in the Morning, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck was on. I just loved that there was someone to hang out with me while I had to go through the the awful task of uh, designing Disney Mickey Mouse fucking jackets and shit. <laughs> and that's why I like this so much. So, yes, if you're listening, I really appreciate that yeah, shit. Thanks, it's Christmas. And I assure you, I'm not drunk. I've only had half a beer. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen them. Even though I sound like it. All right. Casual Christmas show. This is a uh, P-mail. So uh, when the listeners uh, send in their uh, personal stories or anecdotes to uh-huh. powermoveswithmikeburns at gmail.com, uh, we like to share them with, uh, with everybody. I love listening to both Power Moves and Entry Level on a weekly basis. See, someone spending time with uh, the Brooks Show and mine as well. With that in mind, I have, a sh- I have to share a story that is most definitely not a power move. Okay. About five years ago, my beloved San Francisco 49ers were in the playoffs. Naturally, my roommate and I decided to have some friends over for the game. Pigs and Blancos, wings, chips and dip, homemade jalapeno poppers, full spread, really. I mean, that's a nice spread. Nice, yeah, that's good. Game time wouldn't be the same without a bevy of bevs, so we had local craft brews brews piled high with plenty of Domestos, too. Gotta stay hydrated. That's that's a smart way to drink, Pop. Mm Mm-hmm. You mix in your, you mix a couple of like Bud Lights or what or Coors I always Lights. Do that. I'll get like a fancy beer and like a Coors Light and you kind of mix them up. Yeah, and especially like at the end of the night, I like to have a couple Coors Lights. Yeah, it hydrates you for bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically water, so it's good. <laughs> That's correct. It's good for you. It's basically water with some with some nutrients that mm-hmm. you need to to get your body in shape to face the morning. Absolutely. Postseason excitement meant the cold ones were going down extra smooth. You guys. <laughs> I moved from prepping the jalapenos in the kitchen to watching some of the action in the living room. Getting caught up in the moment meant I failed to wash my hands after handling the peppers. Oh, no. Having forgotten about what I was handling a mere 20 minutes earlier, I head to the bathroom to take a whiz. What follows is a sensation I can only describe as the heat of a thousand suns, you guys. Seeking relief, I jump in the shower and essentially shoot cold water at my privates for 10 plus minutes while I try to imagine a a pain more oppressive than this. Oh, my God. I finally emerge from the bathroom. When my friends ask what's wrong, I feebly reply, I touched my dick. (laughs) I cut peppers and touched my dick. (laughs) Seeing the humor in this situation, a couple of my friends... Took to calling me Pepper Jack for a while. <laughs> Luckily, the nickname, like the pain, subsided. 
To this day, I am extremely cautious around jalapenos. Keep up the great work, Daddith. Andrew Aha in Petaluma, California. Woo! That's funny. I um, I've only made fresh. I, I like to make fresh salsa. Mm-hmm. It, it's if you have a cheap uh, uh, grocery store with cheap produce and like jarred salsa, whatever is fine. But it, it's also just garbage. Yeah. It's so easy to make fresh, fresh salsa. I got a hold of some um, habaneros once. I've only done this once, and I did that. I I cut it up. I made this fucking fresh salsa. Those orange habaneros really set it off. It looked fucking gorgeous. Couldn't eat the shit. <laughs> I couldn't eat a goddamn drop of it. Um, after I tried it the first, I. You know, it took like one big dip. Like, oh man, this is some good salsa I just made. It was so fucking hot. I rushed into the bathroom and took the Dove, like, or the Dial pumpy soap, mm-hmm. and just pumped the soap into my oh mouth. Oh my god! I just hoping it would stop burning. <laughs> I, I just you went for the soap. That's desperate. I tried everything else. I forget. You know, my mouth's on fire, and I got to take a leak like 15 minutes later. Uh, I'd washed my hands. Apparently, that doesn't do a goddamn thing. And uh, I got habanero fucking uh, oil on my ball bag. Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you take a leak and you do, like, just one little scratch or something towards the end. Yeah. Holy fuck. Habanero ball bag was a goddamn nightmare. Oh, my God. I feel your pain, Andrew. Thank you for sending that in. That's why I generally stay away from spicy food. You're not a spicy food guy. Not a spicy. You're not a fan of bold flavors. I like bold flavors. I just not into (laughs) the spice. I don't like to sweat and feel like I'm gonna die when I eat. Call me crazy. Let's get to another Mm -hmm. P-mail. The title of this uh, email P-mail is "Car Driven into Hospital Hallway Slash I Had to Fix." (laughs) Great new episode. Missoula News. Nice is a reference to uh, the last episode. Okay. Fireball guy reminded me of a construction job I had to do out of nowhere one day in Malta, where I currently live. Malta, Montana. MT, is that Montana, Bro- uh, not Brooks? Pop yes, man? yes. God damn it. I'm so stupid sometimes. <laughs> um, if you, you missed the uh, Fireball story, uh, I believe it is in the last episode. You should definitely check that out. I had to replace metal studs in a hospital hallway wall and frame and replace a new window where an older woman drove her car into the hallway she somehow went through the parking lot onto 50 feet of grass and through the brick wall metal studs and woke up in the hallway with her car leaking all of its motor fluids on the carpet apparently she was under the influence of some things that night myself a high school kid who mainly watched me myself and a high school kid who mainly watched me Fixed this as we listened to Iggy Pop next to a nursing home wing. Nurses walked by, giving my speaker dirty looks as it was a shit pile. Have fun this holiday's daddy. That's cr- that, that could be a better story. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens here? What happens so, here, Pop? A lady drove, drove her car into the hospital? See, I... D- I did this at 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> and I didn't fully read this. Uh, Eddie, Eddie 4, I, uh, I appreciate this send-in, but this is just a, a lady blast through a fucking wall. That happens like five times a week in any small town USA. 
There's a place called Baby Blues Barbecue in Los Angeles that I love to in West in uh, West Hollywood. I love to sit there at the bar, and uh, I couldn't for months because someone, some old person, drove no. through the fucking wall and destroyed the fucking bar. One of the only times I've ever called nine one one, I think maybe I back in uh, back in Michigan. I was coming home from a show and I saw this this guessing drunk guy who's in like a sports car behind me and he's like tailgating me and shit. And then we're turning onto Michigan Avenue left and he tries to gun it and pass me and he fishtailed and spun out and crashed into a waterbed store. <laughs> <laughs> so I just called 911. Yeah, this guy just crashed into a waterbed store. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's absurd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do waterbed stores have water in the waterbeds? Like you can test them out just like a regular bed Maybe. store? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been in one. Did you have a waterbed or, or your parents when you were a kid? Uh, no. I had Carl, uh, the namesake of, of, uh, of Carl Welzine. His parents had a waterbed, and I remember uh, we would go in there, and uh, I'd come over there and hang out. And when we were little kids. I'm talking like seven, eight years old, and we'd play on the bed. Cause it was like fun. It was like it's fucking crazy to if as a little kid that doesn't know what a fucking water bed is. Yeah, yeah. A water bed is a fucking bed made of water. That's crazy. Oh yeah. I remember we were in there jumping on it, having a good time once, and then um, we went in his room. We were playing with his Star Wars figures, and then all of a sudden, I just randomly started crying <laughs> and like I want to go home. Why? Because little kids, you ever have like a panic attack yeah, when yeah, you're a little yeah. kid? And you're like, I don't want to be here. And he went and told his mom, Mom, Mike's sad. And then your mom, then like my mom had to come pick me up and I went home. And uh, then like you see the kid like the next day and you still go and hang out over there. But just like now I'm the kid who just sometimes gets sad and starts <laughs> bawling for no fucking reason. And I think uh, a lot of that that incident was stemmed by me being completely thrown off by the idea that a bed was made of water that his parents slept on. Water bed broke your brain, dude. Let's get into some power food. Wow, this is a long fucking episode. Whatever, it's Christmas. If you don't want to listen to the rest, tough shit. Pop, can we please hear about the sardine burrito? Okay. I make uh, you tell this story all the time, but uh, the daddies <laughs> need to hear about this in a very important way. So a few months ago, I came home kind of drunk, not like super drunk or whatever, and uh, I want to eat some food, but I didn't have any, f- was running low on supplies. Mm-hmm. So I decided to make a sardine. Cupboards were bare? Yeah. Decided to make a sardines burrito. In my head, it was going to be not dissimilar to a tuna melt but uh (laughs) so i put i took the can of sardines put some mayo and some mustard stirred it up yeah that's a tuna melt pop that's it you uh, you 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 dumped a can of sardines and mayo and mustard in a bowl and just mash like and i can picture those sardines getting all mashed up and cut into chunks put it on a tortilla put on some cheddar cheese Mm, nice cheddar (laughs) put in the microwave Jesus fuck. Turned into a burrito, and it was the grossest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever eaten in my life. I took like two. It. it I'll, I just picture you doing this. And I took like two bites. It was funny because I took two. The first bite, I was like, "This is disgusting." Let me let me double check, and then uh, threw it into the trash. And it's I, when I think about it, even just now, it makes you me taking gross. those bites, just like 
like thinking that it might have been good. <laughs> How he would ever think ch- chunks of sardines, and you could taste mayo, it. mustard, and the fucking fish oil, and then you put cheese on it, and yeah, then it you was... put it, in, it made a burrito out of it, and then microwaved hot sardines. <laughs> It was not, and you could taste the bones. You crunching on the bones oh, and the fuck. And I was just like, oh god, this is. It was so. And but I had I had nothing else to cleanse my palate, so it just sat in my brain for like twelve hours. Well, it's then, a horrible thing. Then, then, like maybe a month later, you accidentally ate some cat food. Oh yeah. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So this is the best best. Uh, a power food segment ever. Go ahead. So tell yeah. us about this cat food you ate. By well, me, you, and Brooks were sitting on my porch, drinking, mm-hmm. and well, you guys <laughs> threw you guys threw me off because I had a party. I was the apartment was having a party later in the evening, and you guys came over early. Yeah, I specifically like if you're having a nighttime party, I'll show up at your house at two o'clock. Get fucking blasted and leave at like yeah. six thirty, so, <laughs> so I don't have were, to interact. You with You guys anyone. were both drinking like guys who weren't going to stay. So I'm like hanging out. So by the time the actual party started, I had to leave because I was like wasted. <laughs> right. Because I came over and encouraged you to yeah. drink early. So uh, I went back to Emily's and uh, she's got this bag of turns out cat food, but it looks like people food. It's the packaged. It says. You know, <laughs> sure. I guess in hindsight, in hindsight, it's obvious that it's that it's cat food. It's called like primal nuggets for cats or something. <laughs> but the four cats is in really small print, though. Yeah, yeah. But how the, would I know? But if you were to just glance at it, it looks oh, like God. some like snack you might get at Trader Joe's or something. So I was like, uh-huh. oh, let me go. Yeah, take I took and it tastes like meat bites. Fuck it. It's it, it's also just a cube, a brown cube. So I should have known. Oh, my. I, oh they're not even shapes. No. They're not like a Friskies or something. No, they just like they're just like a Boolean cube. Yeah, yeah. They just look like that. And I took one bite. I was like, oh my god. And I threw. And I go, what is this? And I go, oh, it's cat food. <laughs> and she's like, did you just eat? cat food <laughs> yes <laughs> i was like i didn't know it was cat food and then <laughs> what didn't what would you what what doesn't say that it's cat food it the, the, looks like there's cats on the bag and it says cat food <laughs> small print yes but the words cat food around there i took a picture of the bag and i showed it to some people <laughs> and a couple people were like Okay, yeah, that looks like that might be. But then I show them what the food looks like. They go, yeah, that's cat food, man. <laughs> that's some fucking George Costanza shit where, like, you can't let it go and you just, all day long, everyone you meet, does this look like cat food to you? Please tell me I'm not retarded. I can't say that. Mentally challenged yeah. now, I think. Even though it's still a fun word, sadly. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some power groove. My song of the week is... Scarface featuring Lil Wayne and Bun B. If you are a fucking uh, a, uh, a a hip hop fan, um, boy, you're in for a fucking treat because I've uh I've promoted some bangers here and there. Sometimes we do a uh, more uh, casual uh, type of listening experience with uh, Brooks's editions. Uh, Brooks will bring up some things that are just way out of fucking uh out of left field. Uh, but this is a a good classic uh, way to get fucking bonkers, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. You gotta check it 
out. Oh, boy. Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, there's people walking through the fucking studio again, Pop mm, Man. It's a busy. A lot, of, lot of foot traffic. Trying to there. have some goddamn professionality, <laughs> but I guess when you record on Christmas Day, people want to do other stuff and not take up all the space at the fancy hotel they paid for. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Go and check out Forgot About Me. Scarface featuring Lil Wayne and Bun B. Uh, it is the fucking tits, man. It's some grown folk fucking hip-hop shit. It'll get you fucking hyped up next time you got to get in the car or enjoy a, a family getaway in in, uh, in your automobile. Pop Man, what you been listening to? I've been listening to... Uh, well, I do like uh, Courtney Barnett. There's a new... Uh, uh, there's an old country guy named Eddie Nowak I've been listening to. Some <laughs> you just records. blurred through those. Pick one. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I want the second one. Eddie uh, Eddie Nowak, N-O-A-C-K. He's got some old country stuff. His most popular song is probably this song called Psycho, mm-hmm. where it's all about how he's like a serial killer, and it's kind of like a, but it's an old-timey country song. It's pretty good. Uh, he's got some good tunes. Check right. him out on Spotify. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Pop yep. Man, we have taken up enough of people's time, I think. All right. I think this is all we have. Uh, I want to thank all the daddies uh, for the for the reviews, the five stars on the iTunes. Uh, however you do that, do you do it good, and the numbers are growing, and it makes a fucking huge difference, and I dig it. Um, if you want some merch, uh, go ahead and check out uh, PowerMovesWithMikeBurns.com. There's some cool uh, new... Uh, um, they're inspired by a hip-hop group uh, from, uh, from New York. Um, I probably shouldn't say what... Uh, what exactly the inspiration is because of copyright problems. And I'm, I'm, I've been blessed to not have anything shut down thus far, so I'm not going to push it. But uh, you go check those new tees out. And if you have any power move stories that you want or gripes about this episode because it's such a slop fucking pile, <laughs> you can send something to me at power moves with Mike Burns at Gmail. Guaranteed, I will read that shit and respond to you. Pop man, you got anything else? You're recording your new album on January 5th. January 5th at the theater called Oh My Ribs in Los Angeles, California. If you happen to be in town, please feel free to check it out. And you know what I would implore you to check out is uh, Jesse Pop's album, I Am The Best. Is that on Spotify? Yeah, and my first album, You Stink. Both albums are on Spotify and iTunes. And you, stink, you Stink is great, but I got to tell you. I'm The Best is my favorite. Oh, thank you very I much. I just love it. I own it on cassette. Yes. Vince Averill. Put it out on actual cassette. Cancel records, yeah. It's fucking beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. And it if you like this show, I guarantee you, you will love this fucking album. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. Man, we, we fucking did it, Pop Man. Yeah. We did it, we did it once again. We did it. It's a fucking beautiful thing. Somehow we managed to do it every time. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Hello? Hello. Oh hi, can I speak to Eric? Mrs. Eric, it's Andy Perkins with MCI Worldcom. How you doing? Same. Good. I'm just calling today to give you the new five cent rate every day in long distance. Still call long distance, right? Mm, not a whole lot. No. Not a whole lot, right? Mm. So you, what, you spend about 10 bucks a month? Yeah. What I'm going to do for you, I can lower your rate to five cents for you every evening and all weekend long. Lower your monthly fee to 295 I'm going to give you the five hours of free long distance. Oh, no, thanks. That's fair, isn't it? Without I don't know if that sounds fair. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, we come on the back side of the Ameritech phone bill, so you just keep paying the same phone bill every month. Wait, but, I, whose phone bill? 
your Ameritech bill. You pay that, right? I guess. Sometimes my um, my assistant pays that. Yeah, but you're in charge of the phone there, right? Oh, I guess so. Now, what bill is that for? The phone? Yeah, the phone. Now, is that long distance or local? We're going to pick up the long distance. I'm just going to save you some money here, okay? I'm going to lower it for you, and I'm going to go ahead and throw in the five hours of free long distance. Just for checking it now, out. Now, how much money does that work out to for ten hours for long distance free? Ten hours? Is that what you're giving? Five. It's going to be about... That's about... Let's see. Let's figure it out. If you call at the five cent rate... That's only like... Three... That's fifteen dollars. That I'm just sending you. You're gonna take... send me fifteen dollars in money in the business? No, I'm gonna send you fifteen dollars in free calls. But in money, will you send me it in money instead? Oh, you want it in money instead? Yes, please. I can't do that. I would if I could. But I can't. I don't have a. I can't need. I need it in in money. Oh, instead. you need it in money? Yes. I can't do that. I'll give it to you in calls, though. How's that? How sad? about in quarters so I could do the laundry with it? Oh, you want it in quarters so you could do the laundry? Yes. Oh, I can't do that. That'd be a heavy package, right? I guess so. Yeah, why don't we just take care of your phone here? That's fair, isn't it? Give you a lower rate, I guarantee it. If you're ever not happy... Eric, if you're ever not happy... Call me uh, I don't know. You don't know? Um, hey. See, I don't pay my bills. I have a helper who does that. Oh, you have a helper mm. over there? Yes. Really? Jeffrey. Jeffrey pays the bills. Oh, Jeffrey does? Yeah, you know him? I don't know Jeffrey. Really? I don't know Jeffrey. I, I'm, I, I don't take care of those things. You don't, you don't take care of them? No. Jeffrey does? Yes. Is this Eric Hoberman? Eric who? Hoberman. Hoberman? Yeah, is this him? No. Oh, what was your last name? Jefferson. Oh, you're Jefferson. Yes, that's what's funny is Jeffrey and I'm Jefferson. He doesn't think it's funny, but I do. Oh, you do? Now, what if I could go ahead and give you that lower rate right now? Well, what I have to decide today yeah, you'd have to do it right now. That way we get this oh, set up. Oh, hold on. Oh, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. You're not It might cost a lot more money. No more I'm money. I'm on a fixed income, you know. No more money. Just lower rate. No. Uh, you know what? All right, I'm going to do something for you here. Um. How about you call back tomorrow? How about I pay the switch over for ya? No, I don't know what that means. See, American. I'm, I'm, I don't know what that means. You call, do you come back tomorrow at like 12 in the, in the afternoon? I'm not here, I'm at home. What I do you do there? What do I do at home? Do you have this same phone thing there? Yeah, it's good. I save so much money. How much? I save like... 20 bucks a month, 40%. Um, I'm gonna, uh, no, no, please no. No, you, you have to do it. No, I don't. 
We, we're gonna save you money! No, please, no! N-O. Huh? N-N-O. Okay, can I ask why? I don't, I'm not in charge of the phone. This is Eric, right? No! You just said you were Eric. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, what was your name? I can't tell you that. Are you Steven? No. Alright, I'm gonna let you go, Eric. Okay. Okay, don't, don't make, don't send the money yet. You don't want the no. money? No, N-O, please. No money? No. no. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.